0: Welcome everybody. Welcome back to Chaos in Christ podcast. Thank you for hanging out with me. I'm your host Alexi Felix. It's a pleasure and uh, I missed last week on an episode. I just had a lot going on the new year started to kick off and uh, well we're back and I appreciate you joining me for those that have just recently found the podcast and discovered it. I appreciate your listen. It means a lot. I hope it provides value. I really do. And if it does. Uh, Consider subscribing, following, leaving a review, whether that's on Spotify. I think there's like a star system there. You can leave your honest to God with integrity star review on Apple Podcasts. You can leave your worded review. And obviously, let me know what it is that you guys would like me to touch on uh, in regards to culture, in regards to just your own personal life and, and maybe seeking out some answers uh, if it makes me go into the Bible and, and dig in for scriptures, I love it. That's my passion, So and I'm here to serve. That's really what it's about, so please share this with others. Follow, subscribe, and uh, make sure, if you can, leave a review. You could always find my podcast at www.chaosandchrist.com. All right, that's it. Let's get into the topic at hand. I found this headline on the blaze, and uh, it basically shocked my life. Uh, it didn't surprise me because... The culture that we are living in today, and those that we call the leftists, are pretty insane with their ideas, right? Just all out, crazy, uh, lunacy at its best. Uh, But, you know, they always, for me, seem to hit a new level of nuts, right? A new level of dumb, stupid, and nuts, and just downright evil and crazy. And this one is definitely one of them. Uh, The headline reads, left right leftist writers calls for parenthood to be abolished to achieve equity says your children should be given to homeless neighbors or to the state uh this article was posted by paul Saka. uh this was released on the 14th of january so just a couple days ago and i will link this article in the description of the podcast show notes so make sure you check that out if you want to read it for yourself all right so abolishing parenthood for equity I mean, what does the left mean when they use the word equity, right? What is in this context are they trying to say by saying equity? If you've already followed them so far, all of this has been about equity and dismantling a patriarchy of privilege. Uh, Now, these are talking points of a Marxist and their, their philosophy and their worldview. You could date this back in history. All right. I've talked about this a ton of times. Uh, When you you see these words, justice, equity, uh, privilege, uh, man, there's just so many, there's many more words, you know, democracy. These words typically, when you hear them, if, if you somewhat know about them, you know that they're supposed to connotate something good in a positive light, except when evil men and women take a hold of these words and then twist it for their own purposes. And then it becomes by definition deceptive. And that is what we're always dealing with when it comes down to leftists. So here they are literally saying they want to abolish parenthood, meaning Enough with the the parent, uh, mom and dad raising the child. That needs to be done with. That is archaic. It's old news. Move on to the brave new world where we don't raise our our children. I guess we just give them up to the state. And in fact, this is exactly what the article is basically saying. So um, now equity, I looked this up by definition, you know, real simple the state, uh, or quality of being just and fair—that's what equity means, right? The state of, co- or quality again, the state or quality of being just and fair. All right. So, th- the the person who wrote this article, who was arguing for this notion of abolishing parenthood, it goes by the name of Joe Matthews. He's a, he's a president of a nonprofit organization about democracy and this this and that. I honestly don't care about his organization because, again, whenever I see these names, I already know if, there's, if they're definitely left-leaning organizations. I know what they truly mean by democracy, equality, and gender, especially gender. We, we should all know where that's headed at this point, right? Now, he, he goes on to say, and I quote, and again, the link is in the description of the article so you can read it yourself. He says, fathers and mothers beginning quote fathers and mothers with greater wealth and education are more likely to transfer these advantages to their children compounding privilege over generations end quote joe matthews wow so that's his biggest problem right that's his biggest thing his deal is that um the fact is with mothers and dads raising kids in a in a nuclear family structure what we tend to do is we are going to pass on to our children the very same value system and work ethic system and whatever we've acquired in our lives, whether that be wealth and and whatever, right? We're going to pass that down to our children and God forbid that happens. But (laughs) come on, man, that's what we all do for our kids, right? I mean, that's what even Joe Matthews would probably do for his children, unless he was just some sort of psychopath who really just doesn't love his own children, right? I'm going to get into that a little bit more, but that that sounds insane so you know my first thought was well what's wrong with that you know proverbs chapter 13 verse 22 reads a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children but the sinner's wealth is passed to the righteous right so uh now somebody might take this position and say yeah well these people of privilege are sinners and they need to pass their wealth to the righteous and nah don't don't twist scripture lest you be like satan what what this is really saying is that there is a law, and that God has has intentionally will bless a good man, a a right standing man, uh, in their work as long as they work right. But in that in that wisdom, in the wisdom of that person, that man, or that mom, or that those parents, they're going to obviously acquire wealth, all right, by by due diligence, by hard work, by proper stewardship and saving and investing. All the things that you you would want to teach your children that if you haven't been taught that now, you probably wish you were. And if you were, you're super grateful that they did. All right. So what's wrong with that, right? A good man, and who doesn't want to be a good man or a good woman? A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. That's what I want. I don't want my daughter to suffer just so that I can let everybody believe that I was some sort of pious Christian and that I just, I I admonish poverty and struggle just for the sake that the world can see what Christians are supposed to be like in some sort of weird twisted sense. I mean... The love of money is the root of all evil. This is true, but this is about the heart matter, right? I'm not pursuing money as a my end all, be all answer to everything I need in life, and and joy, and happiness, and and being saved. It doesn't save you, and it doesn't matter the dollar amount that you acquire. That is true. That is true. But that don't be don't be silly. Wisdom calls for us to be proper stewards and to live below our means, and to invest, and to save, and to work hard, and to teach these values to our kids, and then to pass whatever wealth we have onto them. Because guess what? You ain't taking it with you. It's not going to heaven with you. You will perish, and everything that you've ever acquired on this earth will be let let go and and be passed on. Now, if you're an unrighteous person, and your gain was in evil and wickedness, again, this has nothing to do with A system of capitalism has nothing to do with privilege as the left would try to kind of expand on that. No, it has to do with the heart of the matter and the corruption that is within us. That is our rejection against God and his word and how we are to deal with all these things. And so unrighteousness will basically take whatever we acquired in the most evil way that we acquired it, but pass it on to those that were righteous. That's God's justice, but that is not issued by the hand of man in our own sick twisted sense of justice and this by all means is a very sick and twisted sense of justice there's nothing equitable about abolishing parenthood and he goes on to say some pretty insane things all right now let me ask you this how is extracting uh and and trading you know what before i even get to that i'm just going to go ahead and get to the article itself it is it is quite insane there was something else that this person stated. Now, the article tells, and I'm reading from the article now. The article tells Californians have is that, as having the goal of equity to be their greatest value. However, Matthew notes that parenthood prevents true equity because fathers and mothers were, great, were at greater wealth, education, blah blah blah. I just told you that. It, basically, they're just going to pass on the privilege, and that's a no no. Uh, to combat this perceived inequity, Matthews presents a solution of making raising your own children illegal. This is his solution. His solution is that you raising your child is illegal in the future. This is going to be the answer to the problem that we're having, whatever that problem is. And the article actually does pinpoint what their problem is. The radical proposal calls for wealthy parents to trade kids with poor families and vice versa. Matthews, check this out too, who describes himself as a dad. In his Twitter profile even suggests homeowners might swap children with their homeless neighbors. Okay. Okay. All right. So how is extracting and trading children, like the stock market, fair or just for both parents, but especially for the children? How is that just? How is that good? How is that equitable? Who is it equitable for? What are we talking about? What are His talking point is still white privilege and some sort of privilege over other people because your mommy and daddy worked hard and allowed you to live a life that was a little bit more privileged than I guess they did. And so they're sour about it and they believe that you need to suffer as much as they do, right? Never mind that you are living in a country that allows you to go and start a business in the back of your trunk if you so wish to. And with hard work, nothing comes easy you could eventually make a good living out of it. I'm not saying you're going to be rich. I'm not saying the first try is going to work out. But if you don't quit, and if you trust God, and if your heart is good on its intentions, and he wills it for you, eventually you will get to a place where you are self-sustained and living your life in, in what glorifies God and obviously would allow you to pass on some sort of wealth down to your kids. I don't know what that number is for anyone, but that's not the point of this, right? So, but trading children, that's that's the solution. We should just trade our kids to some homeless people um, and then just you know abolish being parents. But there's nothing good with that. And as you can see, Matthew calls for parents raising their children to be illegal. And, and Matthew himself is a professed dad on Twitter. So let me ask this question. Would Matthew trade his kids? He's a bit in a quagmire here. Because if he does, then we can conclude that he believes in his idea. And he's pretty much a sociopath. Now, if he doesn't, then he's a clear hypocrite and obviously has ulterior motives that don't apply to him, which is what the left typically is, right? They'll impose a mandate on you. They'll tell you to wear a mask, to take a shot. They'll they'll say you can't gather with family, but they'll do the very thing they're saying that you can't do, and they get caught on camera all the time, but they'll gaslight you, and then, you know, most people that are so docile in their ways and their lives, would just take the gaslight and, be, and even question their own sanity, right? So, this is what he he's proposing, but he's a, he's a father, right? Would he trade his child to the homeless? Something tells me no. But again, I give him the benefit of the doubt. He might just. And if he does, I've just concluded in my head, he's a sociopath. He is de- he's devoid of any goodness in him. And honestly, seriously, that is just evil and wicked. I mean, you can't convince me any other way, but... I digress Um, now is this about making sure one does not grow privilege over the other you know what about diversity isn't that their thing you know I thought that that was like the whole point of this to dismantle quote-unquote white privilege create diversity. Um, you know, abolishing parenthood seems like you just want to do it on an equal playing field because you obviously want them to have equal outcome, right? Whatever that looks like. Now, that means that we're not just abolishing uh, uh, children that are white. Uh, as, I mean, not abolishing children, but the parenthoods of white parents, but all parents, right? So what about the diversity in that? What about the mixed children? What about the kids that are white, half white, but then they're half black, half Puerto Rican, half Mexican, half half uh Indian you know you know maybe they're three in one my daughter is white puerto Rican uh she's Puerto Rican Irish and polish she's literally all three in one so where does she fall you know does does she have privilege or does she not have privilege you know what's where where what does that look like I do believe though that achieving this radical nonsense would bring damage for generations to come I do believe that. Uh, but these people do not know who God is and how he operates. Now, with this whole diversity thing, it's like putting someone in a box, expecting them to act the same way, but claiming you want them to be diverse. That's insane to me. But now I'm not trying to take away that this crazy idea could not cause damage to generations to come. It will. It it definitely will if by any insane time that we hit in our lives where something like this can actually come to pass, God, I pray not, but if it ever did, it this will cause damage for generations to generations to come. But the thing is, I still stand on a belief that God is sovereign, right? His gospel will still be preached by those that he calls and has called and equipped it and are faithful to preach the gospel and the gospel changes. The Holy Spirit opens people's eyes. So those children that are orphaned Right, that are traded like the stock market in the future of this bizarro world, one of them gets touched by the gospel. And they have the gift to, to stand out and speak. And even if they don't speak, but they work a mundane job, God has used people in such obscure and a mundane way and has used them to glorify his name and to bring about change in such a way that you can never stop. You are going against God. God will not be mocked. His word will never fade away his truth will always be proclaimed you can't stop it and the real believers you can kill their body but but promise you that's only going to grow the church the church will only grow in that respect so by all means if it happens god forbid i i don't i pray it doesn't but if it does i know for a fact that they will never be victorious they they just can't right because you can't take away the gospel message you just you just won't be able to God is way too powerful for that and not that not that he's just a bigger flex on the, on the world and so he's always has the upper hand I mean he's God there is no competition he is separate from us all right he is holy and that's really what that means he his ways are not our ways we will never ever be able to thwart the hand of God and so that that notion. Of this insane and bizarre idea that could happen, I still know that at the end of the day, truth prevails. Um, I don't know how long that looks; could be generations, right, upon generations, and maybe this is judgment on us because we're living in a culture that turned our back on God. We've turned our back on His Word. On preaching his word with boldness and clarity and we've allowed the culture to kind of seep in so we could appease it and somehow make friends with them and then bring them in from like friendship evangelism after some five years of hanging out and doing drugs with them i'm exaggerating but you get the point now uh each person and i was just kind of uh, alluding to this a little earlier each person is unique in their skill set and talent and each use it to the ability that god allows them to all right. So again, diversity. You we they claim they want diversity for everyone, equity, right? Everyone on an equal playing field. But each person is so uniquely gifted and talented in their own unique way. It is very important to recognize that what your that person's outcome is will never be the same as mine. And they might acquire a certain amount of wealth or possessions or nor, notoriety or whatever more than maybe I can. Right. I mean, look, for example, there are podcasts out there that probably talk the same talk I talk and they are way more vast in followership and way have sponsorships left and right. And what am I supposed to do? Get mad. And and maybe this is just the extent of my own talent, but it's beneficial for a select group. Right. And it's important that I still be faithful in using that talent and maybe God will use me elsewhere in a bigger and grander way. But ultimately, it's not about me. It is about the glory of God and it is about serving him because in serving him, using my talents for the church, others are blessed, encouraged, inspired, come to him, they're transformed, they use their gift and talents, and then they do the same in their own respective way, in their own diverse way that God has created them to do. So this whole idea of equity, but yet wanting to abolish parenthood and and, and training these kids like, uh, like, a, like a trade uh, in a stock market. It's insanity. It will only cause anger and frustration. It will only cause destruction and chaos. And that's what the left is all about. They're just all chaos. There's nothing here that they can uh, present that doesn't show that down the line, the, the consequences of it all really just leads down to death, right? Now, I believe the pre- the gospel will be preached no matter what. And whatever insane ideas they keep coming up with, god prevails i'm not afraid of that i'm not afraid of that but it's important to kind of see where this is going now what we have in equity is i mean because there is something that we do have in equity especially in the western culture and that is equality before the law and equality of opportunity now this is what gets left is all all messed up and and twisted up in a bunch Um, i found a good source in the jordan peterson website about equity Uh, And there's two parts. I'm probably going going to read one. I'll link it in the description. You can read it on your own. Very good stuff. Um, Equality of opportunity. I'm going to read a little bit. Uh, Then there's equality of opportunity. Uh, That idea is predicted on the idea to speak somewhat cynically and to therefore not tell the whole story. That talent is widely distributed, distributed, although comparative rare. This should come as no surprise to anyone, given that some people are much better at doing a given task, no matter what it is, than others. And because of that, it is in everyone's selfish interest, in the narrowest sense, to allow such talent to come to the forefront so that we can all benefit. Now, that also happens to be good for each individual as he or she struggles forward, but an equally powerful case can be made that it is a true public good. This means that no person should ever be denied an opportunity for progress in a productive direction for reasons that are unrelated to their competence or, to put it in another way, That movement forward towards production of individual and social utility should never be interfered with by arbitrary prejudice, which is discrimination that has nothing to do with the task at hand. Good stuff right there, right? This is also a fundamental principle of Western culture to agree that it manages to be meritocratic or merotacric, meritocratic. (laughs) my bad, which it tends to strongly towards driven by the desire for profitability, productivity. If for no other reason, and there are plenty of other reasons, as most people, even evil capitalists, are also motivated by the desire to mentor promising young people and help develop their careers and to participate in something truly useful so that their lives are meaningful and to participate in processes that have clearly positive social outcomes. This all despite the cynicism of the anti-capitalists on the radical left. Beautiful stuff right there. Amazing. Equality before the law. Equality before the law just means, and I'm just reading his stuff, that each citizen will be treated fairly by the criminal justice and judicial systems regardless of their status. And as well, that the state recognizes that each individual has an intrinsic value which the, the polity must respect and treat as a limiting factor to state power. In my estimation... That doctrine is grounded in the very deep and ancient Judeo-Christian proposition that man and women alike are made in the image of God, the very creator of being, and that each of participate in that creation in an ongoing process through the decisions we make, directing that participation with our ethical choices. There is likely no more fundamental presumption grounding our culture, so that kind of equality is to be celebrated. So, Equality before the law, we are to be treated equally and fairly in just manner that comes from a deep root belief of the Judeo-Christian proposition, which means that we are made in the image of God. And we can go to Genesis chapter one, verse seven. So God created mankind in his own image In the image of God. He created them male and female. He created them. All right, we are made in his image. He created us and he created us specifically as male and female. Get mad. I really don't care. That is what the scripture says. And not only that the the scripture says it, you could objectively see it. Okay, it is there before us. The insanity and the mass psychosis that is taking place in our world, in our culture, to, to be afraid to say a man is a man and a woman is a woman is a whole deep spiritual psychological warfare that needs to be taken and submitted to the obedience of christ because it's insane and we know it all right that's what the scripture says now this again in my opinion is just an attack on god his word his laws his standards and everything that has to do with him all right They don't go around saying we hate Christians, and some actually do. They're not saying that we are at war with God. They they might say patriarchy, they might say white supremacy, they might say they're fighting for equity, they might want to abolish the nuclear family structure, and but all those things pertain to a a Christian belief, a Christian worldview about about the family growing and multiplying on the earth, and how the uh, the father and the mother have specific roles, and how they must train the child in the way that they should go, and how hard work is what God has required of us to perform on earth for His glory. I mean, like all these things that the left seeks to attack, like parenthood, right now apparently, is all an institution, institutionalized by God. It was made as a covenant between us. He has called us to go out and be fruitful and to multiply, and that is an attack on God. But why do they do this? I mean, again, they're not—they're not saying they're attacking God like that, but they are, and and they know they are. And eventually, it will come to a point where being a Christian and preaching the Christian message—I honestly believe—could be illegal or at least start the conversation of being a hate speech in our today's culture. Just a matter of time. But what what happens when we attack this and then try to attack the parenthood? I'm a father, so this I take this a bit personally. And for those that are not parents yet, eventually you're a believer. I'm sure that one day you'll like to be married, and I'm sure that one day you'll love to have children. You should, all right? That's that's a beautiful thing. I think there's um, there's a lot of blessing there. The Bible teaches about it. Um, it is good for us to have children. It is an inheritance, um, and we are blessed. To have them i mean the bible literally talks about them as quivers um in our bowl or whatever something like that all right very important so eventually you're going to want to become parents i don't think you like this idea either of abolishing parenthood and just trading your children to some homeless people just so that way you can uh, achieve quote unquote equity in the sense that they try to do but if you break down the family Uh, The the breaking of the family creates just more dependency on the state. And that's what the leftists want. That's what the Democrats want. Even some rhino Republicans and and the globalists, a dependency on the state uh, because it just gives them more power. All right. They get to play the role of God, throw God out to sea if they so could. And then obviously we are so subjected to them because of our need for them that they could exact power over us. And then they could just threaten us with taking privileges away whenever we just step out of line, uh, and this does break down that structure, uh, that that dependency of being able to operate in a free market on our own, and to be able to raise children to learn and work hard and to do the same thing. You know, we don't when the family is built in structure, you don't need a government. Okay, you just really don't. Again, a wise man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. So if that child was raised properly, yeah, maybe he he gains an inheritance, but with his proper training, with his proper fear of God, he may go then take that inheritance, that blessing that God has born him into, and then be wise with it and still steward it correctly, invest it, and then do something even greater. Equally, they can then mess up and take that money and do wicked things. I mean, the parable of the prodigal son just gives us a beautiful example of that, of a father who worked so hard and had uh, pretty much set aside uh, an inheritance for the children. That child wanted that inheritance and then spoiled it on the things of this world that left him running back in repentance to his father. So just because someone is born into privilege doesn't mean they walk around instantaneously privileged. All right? There's so many nuance and different stories. You can't just pigeonhole it. It's it's anyway. Uh, so that's what happens. And then what else happens? It develops more generations that are bankrupt of proper development. No proper structure and connection to to their father and mother could create so much destruction in their attitude and behavior and ethics in society. And so it, it, it bankrupts them of what they need and the development that they needed in. And they have this sense of abandonment, this sense of just um, unworthiness. I mean, imagine you're just one of a thousand children just traded. What I mean, you're just a number. What purpose would you see for yourself other than to live for the expense of whoever is trading you and then die? That, uh, I can see that taking place. Um, it also allows for indoctrination. So if you break down the family structure, you abolish parenthood. You have children dependent on the states, parents dependent on the states, and the states get to raise the state. Uh, the states get to raise the p- uh, the kids. Sorry, guys. Uh, what happens? Well, they get to teach them what they want to teach them, and then they indoctrinate them with their own weird ideologies. And then they grow up to be more godless, more uh, twisted, and abominable, and continue on to the path of destruction. Judgment upon us all at this point, right? And then also, it creates a new slavery system, which is very ironic because. This is how um, they've gotten a majority of the population, especially the young people, to vote for them because they want to go against slavery and racism. And yet, this very thing could be the very potential of a new slavery system willingly accepted. So there's that. But ultimately, just creates a culture that's pagan, which is satanic, right? Devoid of God and his word. Everything is flipped upside down. Woman is man, man is woman. Um, you know, there is no parenthood, there is no private property ownership, there there is no uh, autonomy and independence as, as far as being able to own your own business. Everything is dependent on the state and you're at the mercy of the state. And whatever they say you must say, you say. And if they say jump, you say how high. That is what they're trying to accomplish. But they got us fighting each other on silly nonsense like this. It's a Marxist ideology and it's pretty uh, pretty wicked. So. What is our role as parents in the Bible and as Christians? Well, one, we teach our children, or the children that you will one day have, about God, who He is, how we will live for Him, and how we will heed the Word in our day and life. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 9, we're going to read that real quick. Um, and this right here is one of the commandments that God has given Israel as they're about to take over the promised land, right? And this is what He has issued Israel to be like and to live like. Here, or Israel, this is starting in verse 4 of chapter 6 in Deuteronomy the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. So He has required us to love Him with all of our being, all our hearts. All our souls and all our minds and with all our might. All right. Verse six. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Seems like we are called to literally teach and talk about God nonstop. Day and night, afternoon, evening, going and coming, rising and lying, like it's it has to be constant. And that is what a structured family household that is that is set on honoring god and living for his glory and raising children for his glory is about because then what happens is they grow up with this now each salvation is is individually someone's own and the holy spirit has to do a work with them and it doesn't mean that they will always become christians and be upstanding citizens we know that that's not the case but for the majority We understand that God is working in their lives, and at one point or another, they will come to faith in Christ by His grace alone, and then they will remember all the teachings that we have given our children, and then they will go on and do greater works for God's glory, and then teach it to their children, and then it goes on and on. It's discipleship, right? That's that's really what it is, and God has called us to do that with all of our hearts, with all of our minds all of our strength, all of our minds, everything, everything we got, we are to keep him, honor him, love him, and teach him to our kids so it can continue on over and over for generations to come. Uh, not only must we teach in words, though, but but in practicality. They need to see us living this out, right? They need to be able to see that we pray, to see that we go to church, to see that we fellowship with brothers and, and sisters, to see that our faith isn't just dead, but it is accompanied with works, not because works saved, but because of our of our grace that we have received, we have desired to give back and to serve God and to bring others to him. Right, They need to be able to see this in actuality. They need to see mom and dad love one another and respect one another and submit to one another, playing their roles and honoring God in the way that God has called us to based off scripture. They need to see this. They need to see it. Kids that are traded like the the, the stock and taken away from their parents. I mean, God knows what they're going to see, but we already know there's already a disruption there. There's already a distortion of the pattern and, and the order that God has created it to be. So there, I don't see anything good coming out of that. I see that this right here will destroy the development of the child. They won't see godly living godly parents. Now again, God is sovereign. I, I'm sure that if this were to really happen in, in some really scary, bizarre world, that he will still... Wait, awaken the, the hearts of other parents and other men and women and young children draw them in by the power of the holy spirit they will be overcome by him and they will give their lives for christ and then they will go on preaching the gospel and be martyrs for him for, if so be it but then we'll start a new generation of believers that will go on and do the same thing until evil is thwarted and or until jesus comes back i do believe that all right now Now, also, kids need discipline. It's vital for the child's development. They need discipline. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24, Whoever spares the rod hates his son, but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Because if you don't discipline them, they feel unworthy, they have no self-control, and then they end up becoming very rebellious and becoming a menace to society. And this is what happens to those in society that end up in prison or dead or killing other people. I mean, again... God can save and he can take even the, the, the messed up person and make them renewed and then go out and preach the gospel and change the world. But again, these have consequences. Sins have consequences and they produce death and not just for you individually, but for us as a society. This is why God calls us to love our neighbor as ourselves, because this this isn't just about us. All right. This isn't just about your kids or mine, but this is collectively about the body of Christ, uh, the the church and the calling we have in our lives on this earth to go out and proclaim the gospel and how we're supposed to do it in the structure, in the government of the family structure of mom and dad doing the doing their thing. All right. So, you know, we, we're not to spare the rod because if we do, we hate our kids if, if that's the case. But if we love them, we will be diligent to discipline them and to keep them in the way. Now, we have to balance that in love because that's just as important. Colossians 3, 21 teaches fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Right? So you can't just be overtly strict and disciplinary. We've seen kids rebel against that. They don't feel love ever. They feel like they can never do anything right. All right? So there's got to be a balance. All right? But the, the scriptures teach us this. God teaches us this. And a proper family structure... Growing up in a in a household of mom and dad in the same home, that's what they learn, and then pass on. So, guys, all this to say, this is just another attack of God's created order, and believers must not engage. And I believe that true rebellion against this wickedness and whatever the left comes up with, new weird, crazy stuff like this, what we are to do? We I'm not saying go out there find the leftists and punch them in the face. That's not what I'm saying. I, I sometimes like want to do that. I'm not going to lie. Like sometimes I just want to find one of them that thinks this way and just really, really rock them. Maybe it just wakes them up, but that's not the answer. Vengeance is the Lord. And uh, you know what? That's part of my flesh that falls short. But what we can do, what we are to do, what we I believe we're very called to do is to be a wife or a husband, right? Eventually. Uh, and if you're single, hey, work hard, save, be wise, follow Christ diligently until one day you are matched up with, whomever that may be, do it honorably, get married, and then have children, all right? And then teach those children in the way that they should go, teaching them about God. Again, we go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4 through 9. We have to do it with all our hearts, all our minds, all our strengths, and then we have to teach it to them day and night, left and right, wherever we go, in words and in just straight out living out this life. All right, that is how we rebel against the left agenda be, by actually just ignoring and and quite literally fighting against their idea of of a utopian world by actually doing what God has called us to do, which is getting married, having kids, being good fathers, being good mothers, and and fulfilling that role as God has called us to do. We are to work hard, preach the gospel, raise them, and give freely. F- from the abundance that God has blessed us with out of love, not coerced, not forced, not socialized to do so, but because as believers, we know that that is who he's called us to be. Um, the New Testament teaches to give, and that's what we do. And that comes from a place of true joy and cheerful giving and a renewed heart, not being coerced, not being forced, not some legislation that takes away a portion of my money and gives it to the poor. That is not justice. All right, That is a man's way of thinking that's just, but that is not justice. It creates disorder and chaos, and if you can't see that now, I can't really help you. It's already happening. Look around. But the vain thing that I can say is this. It uh, comes from the title of, of a really good book I read um, last year, Live Not By Lies. This whole idea of abolishing parenthood, that's insanity. And it's dumb, and it's insane, and we know for a fact that there's nothing good that's going to come out of it. I believe that he ends this um, article, Mr. Joe Matthews, saying, uh, Matthew acknowledges that some people may see his radical ideas as dystopian. But adds, but pay, no, pay, pay those critics any mind. Because they just can't see how relentless pursuit of equity might birth a brave new world. I mean, either, either he truly believes that this is going to be some sort of brave new world. That it's new and actually will bring about the peace that that I guess they're trying to achieve or he's just a very good villain. (laughs) Like I don't know. But it's this is what happens when you are devoided of God and you've separated yourself with the love of your sin for you know for, for what what this is all about. So anyway, I hope that this helps you to see. And my encouragement is you know if you're single honor God in your singleness. Right? Pursue what God has called you to pursue. Do your schooling study, work hard, save money, invest, take care of your body and your health. You know, experience new things that are good and righteous, you know, nothing nothing crazy. And then when you finally meet someone, honor one another. Know that each role is different. Man is is man and woman is woman. That that is beautiful. It's not that one is better than the other and that one should put the other down. That is not biblical. Each of us submits to one another, but there is specific roles and that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. Uh, read it in scripture. Learn it. Honor one another. Submit to one another. And then when you have children, love your children. Train them in the way that they should go. Teach them about God. And and discipline them when they need to be disciplined. And then love them and and comfort them when they need to be comforted. And then And never stop doing that. And be the best at it. And then when it comes down to your own work ethics, men, work hard. Be smart, but work hard. Love what you do, but sometimes you have to make the sacrifices to do stuff that maybe you don't necessarily enjoy yet, but at least to, to have a plan to get to where you want to be. And and great. You know, I I don't think that a man could sit back and be lazy and do nothing and then try to find some sort of virtue out of it and say, you know what, I don't want to listen to what people say about me or whatever. No. Man must get up and work. Work hard to provide. And to to set an example and to honor God. Because the Bible teaches that a man who does not work does not eat. All right? Now, If you don't want to feed yourself, that's one thing. But if you're a husband and a father and you still don't get up and work, then you have something to deal with before the Lord and you need to repent. Because that's wrong. That's just all kinds of wrong. Honor God. Be faithful. Have children. Get married. That's my That's my whole thing. All right? That's my thing. Do it to the glory of God. I hope you found this to be beneficial. I hope that this encouraged you to, again, keep pursuing the things of God and to dispel and throw away these crazy leftist notions that are wicked and evil and just downright crazy. All right? Uh, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you share this with someone else. Uh, follow. And go to Com. Leave me a review. And there's like a little microphone at the very bottom Leave me a question, a prayer request, or maybe there's something you want me to talk about. But until next time, just remember, in the midst of chaos, Christ is there. God bless.